This is Eric Boll, Missouri Farm Bureau's Director of Public Affairs. Welcome to Around the Kitchen Table, our weekly podcast where we talk about the things that our members are talking about around their kitchen tables. Today I'm joined by Colin Peterson, a congressman from Western Minnesota and the current ranking member of the House Agriculture Committee. So please pull up a chair and join us. Welcome, Congressman. Yep, glad to be here. This is my second time. You know, we were here uh, five, six years ago, I think. Yeah. Spoke to the convention. We have been really looking forward to having you uh, be here to join us. We About, uh, oh, it was in July, or I guess it was in August. It was at our state fair. Um, Kenny Holsoff uh, was standing outside of an event, the governor's ham breakfast, and he came running over to see us and (laughs) said, Hey, Colin and I want to play at the <laughs> annual meeting again. We did a, a few years ago and had so much fun. And can we do it? And we said, well, yeah, of course we can. Of course you, we'd love to have you. And said, if, uh, if you don't mind, we'd love to try to do some event where we could talk to you guys about what you're working on and the farm bill and all that. So we look forward to that. That's about to come up here in just a few minutes. Yep. As soon as we're done talking here, we'll head up to that. And so we do appreciate you taking the time to to have a little bit of fun with the band and also to, to talk a little seriousness on the policy side. Um, so would you mind just starting off by telling us a little bit about your background and how you got involved in, in politics? Well, I got involved by accident, basically. I, I didn't know any better. But, <laughs> but I'm a CPA. Um, I grew up on a farm, farmed with my dad for a while, went to college, became a CPA. And so I did a lot of farm tax. That was main part of my clientele and and I had a lot of truckers and so they talked me into going down to the state legislature to help raise they're trying to raise the truck weights mm-hmm. and so I went down there to testify and I was so upset with the behavior of the people at the legislature that I decided to run <laughs> <laughs> well, it and seems I like know, it worked out all right, right? for you <laughs> and I didn't know uh you know, that I couldn't win, which it turned out. I mean, when I first announced uh, the guy that was in the in the, the seat, I would have never beat him. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know any better, you know. And two weeks after I announced I was running, he decided to retire. So, wow. <laughs> so whatever. So that was a long time ago. That was 1976. So what is that? Uh, 40, uh, 41 years 40 ago, years I guess. Ago, yeah. So how did you then move in, when and how did you move well, into Congress? Well, I was in the Senate for 10 years, and then I actually, in 82, I decided that it it was hard for me to continue my practice, you know, because I was gone during tax season, mm-hmm. which is when we were the busiest. And so I figured, well, I better get a full-time job in politics or I better get out. And so mm-hmm. I started running for Congress, but I ended up having to run three times. So I was out of office for four years, but I finally got elected in 1990. And then I've been in Congress for 27 years now, so I never expected I'd be there that long. Oh, sure. <clears throat> and how long have you been on the House Agriculture Committee? The whole time. The whole time, the whole 27 oh, yeah. years. So I'm the longest serving member uh, of either party mm-hmm. on the committee. What other committees have you served on during your time there? Well, I was on government operations for a while, and then... Um, I was on veterans mm-hmm. for a few years, and then I got pointed to the Intelligence Committee. Mm-hmm. So I was right before 9-11. Mm. So that was a lot of work. Wow. And so when we took over control of the House, and I, um, I was going to become the chairman of the Ag Committee, um, 
my uh, they well there's bunch of different circumstances so anyway they took me off of intelligence mm -hmm. which i'm glad they did because i wouldn't have been able to do both yeah that's a lot no way. big load and so they took me off and i didn't go on any other committees and so now i'm just on the ag committee but that that's where i concentrate my time that's what i have some expertise in um the other is the ways and means committee uh the tax committee but they won't let me on there they don't they don't want anybody on there that knows anything <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell that to our friends on the committee <laughs> or katie holsoff who's going to be with us uh, a little bit later on yeah, since I, that's where he served as well <laughs> i tell him all the time that so I, <laughs> i'm sure that's not the first time he's heard that so why why are you on the ag committee why is that well, something well i mean that's, that's um actually when i came you know i didn't know a whole lot about everything but they have if you if you get on ways and means you can only be on that committee right so i tried to get on because of my tax background mm -hmm. so ross Kinkowski was chairman and uh, he says to me well i don't put anybody any freshman on so he says you got to go get elected and you can come back talk to me uh that was one thing and the other thing he said was well, if you're going to be on the Ways and Means Committee, then you have to do what I tell you. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, sir, with all due respect, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> I'm not real good at that. <laughs> no. huh? So, so I, I disabused my uh, idea of being on the Ways and Means Committee. And also, the guy in our region uh, was there, and he was going to be there a while. So, so I got on the Ag Committee, because that's important in my district. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I knew a lot about farm programs, and I knew a lot about farming, and it's been a good fit, you know, mm -hmm. and so now, um, if I wouldn't have been on the Ag Committee and moved up the way I did, I probably wouldn't be in office now because I have the most Republican district by far yeah. of anybody right. that's a Democrat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the reason I've still got the seat is because of the Ag. Absolutely. My background in that. You know, there's, so. there's, I'd say there's no doubt that has been incredibly important and helpful. So yeah. what, what are the... Um, major commodities in your area of the world i have everything mm -hmm. the only thing i don't have is uh um cotton peanuts rice uh we don't have sugar cane you do have uh, sugar beets though right oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah so quite a bit the biggest there. sugar district in the country is that right oh yeah hmm. the biggest turkey district in the country okay that surprises me i and had no third idea third in uh soybeans fourth in corn wow uh, you know, well, and potatoes. How, yeah. how large physically well, geographically counties, are you? And it covers about half the state. Yeah, it's a huge district. Canada. To, I'm just uh, 40 miles from Iowa now. Mm -hmm. So, and some of the best farmland in the world. Sure. You know, uh, but it's very different north to south. Mm -hmm. You know, we used to have a lot more wheat production up north. Now, we've got a lot of soybeans and corn being grown way up by the Canadian border, which uh, 20 years ago there wasn't anything. Mm hmm. But that's the varieties are better, and some people say global warming. It's um, we have more degree days now than we used to have up mm -hmm. north. So yeah, and some of the but we seed got technology. We, we've got all the crops and all the livestock, and you know, wow. so there, there's I don't think there's hardly anything that we don't grow. Uh -huh. I threatened the peanut guys. You know, they were I've been helping them, trying to keep them going, and. They were giving me trouble one day, and I said, well, if you guys don't behave yourself, we're going to start growing peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd love to see that. <laughs> Good luck with cotton. I think we'll keep that. We, we're about as far north as it comes here in Missouri, so you've got yeah. a couple states to jump we're to get to you. We're not going to try cotton, but, you know, we might be able to grow peanuts. Yeah. You know, um, they're, 
they grow kind of like potatoes, uh-huh. you know, but they do need a longer uh, growing season. Yeah. You know. Well, that's interesting. Well, and you mentioned you were you were chairman of the Ag right. Committee during the 2008 Farm Bill, mm-hmm. correct? Um, and then you were ranking member during the 12, 13, 14 um, marathon that became the current Farm Bill. Right. And you're currently ranking member again. That's a lot. That's an incredible amount of experience that you bring to the table. Uh, what do you feel like you learned through those different iterations of Farm Bills? <laughs> I learned where the bodies are buried. <laughs> That's maybe the most important thing to know sometimes there. Well, it's just, um, you know, you learn that uh, no matter what you do, uh, farmers are very smart people. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you do, they'll figure out how to, wait, how to manipulate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you always have to tweak it again as yeah, soon as right. it gets so, implemented. Yeah. So you have to be really careful, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't understand that, but... Um, you got to make sure when you do these programs that uh, you've got a pretty solid foundation there so somebody can't abuse them or mm-hmm. use them for the wrong purposes. And and I've still not learned. I mean, like the dairy program that I work with National Milk on the dairy program, the last bill, mm-hmm. uh, it didn't work yeah. because the farmers just wouldn't do it. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that they'd, you know, buy insurance, but they'd been used to getting government payments and mm-hmm. they didn't want to buy insurance. And, and the sequester changed their... Right, um, and, you know, yeah, that, they, that was an excuse, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think that would have made any difference. Yeah. You know? So now we're having to look at some other ways to try to provide a safety net for dairy. But, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, so you learn, even though something seems to make sense and it's logical, that doesn't mean that... Uh, it's actually, it's actually going to work. Yes, <laughs> in Washington, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and what do you expect to see from this year's farm bill, or this? It's going to look guess, very much year. like what we have now, mm-hmm. because we don't have any money. Mm-hmm. You know, so a little bit of tweaking, but um, you know, we have to. I told everybody, you know, you're going to have to stay within your confines. So the people that want to change it to Title One, uh, not only you have to stay within Title One. I think you're going to have to stay within commodities. So, mm-hmm. in other words, if you want to change the program that affects corn, you know, you're going to have to take the money that's currently being allocated, and that's the money you're going to have to work with. Yeah. You know, because uh, we can't set one commodity off of, against another, and so forth. Uh, we are going to have to, uh, well, um, come up with the money to do cotton because they gave up their program and. Mm-hmm. And they didn't listen, well, they didn't listen to Frank Lucas and I. We had a t- reference price in our bill. Mm-hmm. The Senate made us take it out, and that's the main reason why it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now they're looking at putting a reference price back in, putting in a new program. Uh, the, the problem is finding the money, but I think the generic base, uh, by eliminating the ger- generic base, there's going to be enough money to be able to reestablish the cotton program. Okay. <clears throat> dairy, I think we can find the money within dairy to uh, make that work as well. Uh, we're probably going to have a couple of insurance products um, available uh, to dairy producers in addition to the MPP. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's going to look very much like what we have. Um, one area that I've been working on for the last six months is CRP. Mm-hmm. And the cap that we lowered last time you know, we knew this was going to be a problem, 
but if we wouldn't have lowered the cap, we, we, it was $6 billion that we we're going to lose that we wouldn't be able to control. So now there's pressure to raise the cap again, and uh, uh, we have to find the money within the current baseline. So we're looking at some significant reforms in CRP, mm-hmm. uh, including capping the payments at 80% of the rental rate in the county, uh, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And we think we can get enough um, changes to be able to get the acreage back up to 32 million acres mm-hmm. by the changes that we're going to make within the system. We, we've been paying too much for some of this land. We have land that should be farmed. It's in the program. It should be out. Mm-hmm. And we have land that's being farmed that has prevented planting or whatever else. It yeah. shouldn't, shouldn't be farmed. should be in the program. And we've tried to do this through the EBI and these other uh, highly erodible indexes and so forth. But frankly, <clears throat> some of our friends in the environmental community uh, hijacked this program. <laughs> and they were push- pushing it for more other reasons than what I would agree with. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, it hasn't worked. So we're going to try to use maybe money as a way to try to get some of the better land out and a bit worse land in. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's something we're working on. I've been working with John Thune over in the House, in the Senate, and I think we've got a consensus coming together uh, you know, amongst most of us. Frank Lucas is is a chairman of that subcommittee now, so I've been mm-hmm. working with him. So mm-hmm. that might be an area that would have potentially some significant differences. Mm-hmm. Well, w- one of the things that I always find interesting when you're looking at these farm bill debates and you've been a huge part of this in in the last three farm bills, at least, if not if not more than that. Um, but is the the personalities involved in it, the personalities of the principals, especially uh, with the the chairman of the House and Senate committees and the ranking members as well? How do you see that playing into this entire debate? Well, it, it remains to be seen, but one of the <laughs> challenges for me has been the, the, these term limits mm-hmm. that the Republicans have for chairman. So now I'm on my third chairman. Mm-hmm. I told uh, Boehner and Ryan, I said, I'm getting sick and tired of training in your chairman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so Frank and I had a very close relationship by the time we got done. Mm-hmm. And we're, uh, Conaway and I are developing a similar relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've been working pretty well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not as close as Frank and I were, but uh, you know we'll get there. Uh, and it's always a problem, uh, challenge dealing with the Senate. Yeah, <clears throat> you know they they say that the you know the the other party is not uh, is not the enemy. The other party is the opposition. The Senate is right. the enemy. <laughs> I always love that saying. <laughs> so. So, uh, you know, I don't know. We've got Pat Roberts. That's a new situation. Uh, Senator Stabenow has been there for a while on the Senate side, on the Democrat side. Um, her and Conaway are have, are not speaking. Mm-hmm. So that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, to some extent that happened last time. So I assume I'll play a similar role, which I did before, and that is getting calls from both sides and mm-hmm. uh, uh, passing on messages, you know. And <laughs> at have the end they, of the day, we got to figure out a way to work together. Right. Have they had a particular disagreement? Yeah, well, the cotton yeah. dairy thing that happened in the appropriations. Sure. 
and Conaway, uh, I had it worked out, mm-hmm. and they and they wouldn't listen over there. And she was the primary reason, and he just is not happy. <laughs> so, yeah. We heard a I lot. Don't blame of, him. You know? <laughs> sure, we heard a lot of stories coming out after that about people feeling burned. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to patch that up right. by the time yeah. it well, comes time to do. It, so. Good. Well, the another issue that you mentioned is the fact that you are uh, the the Democrat and the most Republican leaning district remaining uh, after a lot of those have changed hands over the past handful of years. And uh, you're, I guess, one of the the last of the blue dogs uh, left in the in the House. Uh, how has that changed your your work over the past 20 years? Well, I haven't years? let it change me. Uh, you know, I've I'm, I'm a pretty blunt guy. I say what I think. <laughs> uh, and I think that stood me well. You know, people know I'm not going to BS them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm a pretty conservative guy. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we used to have a lot of conservative Democrats. Mm-hmm. You know, so many now, but my district was probably the hotbed of them, you know. Mm-hmm. So I haven't changed, you know. I'm, and But it's it's getting harder and harder within my own party because it's just a lot of things that they're doing I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. But because of my unique situation, you know, I am a big asset to the Democratic Party to have me where I'm at because I'm trusted. Mm-hmm. The ag people like me. I help. That helps the Democrats to have right. somebody who can work this ag stuff, you know. And so I, I have, I think, pretty good credibility with the Democrats and, mm-hmm. and the Republicans. So... So that's why just being on the Ag Committee has actually helped me. I just focus on that. Right. I make sure that we can make the Farm Bill and the other Ag stuff work. Mm-hmm. And that's in my district primarily is that's the main economic driver in my district. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that's helped me to survive. Sure. Know? But uh, this last election was a was a real challenge, you know, because uh, t- uh, Trump got 62% in my district. Wow. And Hillary uh, got 30. <clears throat> wow. Well, it's... And I still survived. <laughs> yeah. You uh, you definitely have something going right, right. there. And it's been... Uh, it has been great to have someone that studied leadership on the Democratic side of the committee that farmers trust. And they know that while they, while they might not agree with you on every policy position, they they at least know you are straightforward with them about yeah. what you believe, and you're not trying to pull one over on them. You and you really know what you're talking about. And we got new uh, members, a lot of freshmen, that you would look at and think, well, I don't know about these guys, but they're actually this new bunch has been pretty good. Good. Uh, they're very um, they're diverse. You know, we have uh, um, women, we have a couple of African Americans. Uh, uh, Latinos, uh, but they have, you know, I've got a good relationship with them. They're they backing me up on a lot of things, and so I think this is going to be a good bunch to work with on our side of the aisle. Okay. And uh, the Republicans have matured. Some of these guys that came in with the Tea Party that were kind of tough to deal with at the beginning have become more mature, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. Uh, you know, so we work hard to, to make sure we don't get into partisan territory, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, we're the only committee, I think, that actually does that. I was going to say, it's probably the most, yeah. by, it's by far the most bipartisan Well, because what happens to these other committees, the staff just wants to pick a fight, yeah. you know, with each other. Mm-hmm. And I just won't let that happen. You know, Good. the staff is not elected to anything. Mm-hmm. It's the members, yep. you know, and the members 
the staff work for the members. So I, I just make sure that uh, we don't let our staff do that. You know, mm -hmm. We'll have disagreements, but we work them out behind the scenes. You know. Good. Well, and you mentioned that it is such a grueling schedule and things have changed. It's a very frustrating environment. What keeps you going in this? Why, why do you want to continue doing it? <laughs> well, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> no, I was going to, I thought about retiring. Mm -hmm. I got so much flack from everybody uh, when I when I got out. I mean, it was, in the end of the day, it was easier to run again than it was to quit. <laughs> you know, you know, basically. <laughs> so then yeah. I got going and um, we're into another farm bill. Mm -hmm. So then I decided to just stick around uh, for that. Yeah. You know, and uh, we'll just. So now we're getting this farm bill done and taking her one election at a time. See where it goes. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, the last thing I want to ask you about is the. The real driving force of why you are down here, Tantara, <laughs> which is, of course, your rock star status in the right, Second yeah, Amendments. Right. <laughs> so how exactly did the, the Second Amendments get started, and what's the story behind it? Well, it's a long story. Uh, they were, uh, uh, we had, an, I had an, two other bands before I got to the, this one. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who did it, if it was Dave Weldon or if it was Kenny uh Porter, John Porter, I don't know exactly who was the instigator, but they just got together and they, there was five guys that were musicians and, mm -hmm. and they said, you know, we should try to put something together. So we started practicing in my office. And we had equipment all over my office. And so when my constituents would come in, they'd have to sit amongst <laughs> the symbols and <laughs> everything else. That's great. Uh, so we practiced a lot, we, uh, uh, and we got pretty decent, you know, and then we started getting gigs, and we went to Iraq and Afghanistan and Germany and around, and, you know, so we had five members, mm -hmm. and uh, we went to Florida, we went to Minnesota, we came down here, uh, we traveled, you know, different places around the country, and then those guys got off, <clears throat> you know, Porter got beat. Uh, Weldon retired. McCotter uh, forgot to get enough signatures. My so he get on the ballot. That was an interesting scenario, yeah. wasn't it? And Kenny ran for governor in the wrong year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're down. To, I'm the only actual sitting member in the in the group, uh -huh. and Kenny is still uh, with us. And uh, we've just added uh, his former chief of staff plays with us. One of my staffers plays drums now. Mm -hmm. And then we, Giancarlo, we've got him playing with us off and on. And mm -hmm. we. And what's your instrument? Your well, bass guitar, is that right? No, I play guitar and lead guitar. Okay. Yeah. And I don't play lead. I play rhythm. More rhythm. Than okay. Yeah. Uh, and I sing some. Kenny sings some. So, you know, we have we have a good time. Mm -hmm. uh, but, um, you know, I think it was a more fun band when we had five members. Mm-hmm. You know, but well, it's that's time the kind moves of thing. on. I had the first band. I had uh, Joe Scarborough was in the band. Sure, yeah. Well, he's <laughs> that, he's been that in was a few called different the ones amendments, too. That band was okay. So, so is that why you're the second? Yeah. So I mean, so <laughs> we were practicing in my office, and I don't know exactly how this happened, but we, you know, we I had played at Farm Aid a number of times. Uh -huh. 
So uh, they, we decide, decided that we should play at Farm Aid. So I called up Willie, and he said, sure. So we, anyway, so they called back and said, yeah, they, they got your spot and so forth, but we need to know the name of the band. <clears throat> so I'm sitting out in the front of my office when I get this call from him, and, uh, and they said, well, Willie wants to know what the name of the band is. And I said, well, I don't know. And so, so one of my staffers says, well, why don't we call it the Second Amendments? And I said, that sounds pretty good. So that's how <laughs> it happened. It was not a lot of thought put yeah, into it. That's great. But I tell people that uh, you got to be against gun control to be in the band. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be hard to find too many people from your party at that point, if that's your Well, I've always been the only Democrat. Okay. Yeah, it's been a bipartisan band. Uh-huh. But the first band was me and four Republicans, uh -huh. and the second band, you know, me and four Republicans. So it's always yeah. been. Uh, well, that's I've been the bipartisan part of the band. <laughs> you are the bipartisanship. <laughs> now that's one of the things that people talk about so often these days is the death of bipartisanship and the death of just cordial relationships among congressmen. And yeah. this is the kind of thing that people talk about is just doing having a little bit of fun every now and then, realizing you're human beings, yeah. not just uh, caricatures of of uh, what you see on TV sometimes. So it's great there, to see There is this. more camaraderie with amongst members than, than people think. Right. But the band is really, when we had the five members, it really helped because you get to really get to know each other. Mm -hmm. And you can, you know, use that to help each other with whatever we're working on and so sure. forth. And the more we could do things like that, you know, uh, better off everybody would be. But they got this... You know, they come in on Monday or Tuesday, and they go on Thursday. You know, got 95 people living in their office. Mm -hmm. You know, they never, they never get a chance to know each other. They're they're mm -hmm. on the airplane flying back and forth, and when they're in Washington, they're in committee. And mm -hmm. you got rules; you can't go have dinner with anybody without getting put in jail. I mean, <laughs> it's just, um, it's it's made it hard. Yeah. You know? Well, now if anybody is interested in keeping track of you, following you on social media or anything, do you have places they could find you? Well, um, I guess so. I, I have uh, my campaign is petersonforcongress.com. I I don't Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. Well, I am. My my, my campaign is. Uh huh. I don't tweet. You know. <laughs> it's probably a good rule. <laughs> I wish more of my bosses by and there's a thought about that. <laughs> there's a Facebook page too that's under my name, you know. And yeah. um, you know, I think there's well, there's a if you go to the congressional uh, uh, site or whatever, there's a page there yeah. for my official office. But um, call my office in DC; they'll track me down. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Well. Thank you again for joining us. Right, thank it was you. great conversation and enjoyed getting to talk to you a little bit about the work that you're doing. Thank you for the for your service to the country. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for enjoy being here and we'll see how good these farm bureau people can rock and roll tonight. <laughs> we look forward to that challenge. Right. Well, and to our listeners, thank you very much for listening as you do every week. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, please shoot us a note on Facebook or Twitter. You can always find us there, and we'd love to try to take up your ideas in a future episode. Thank you, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you.